TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. This is a big, big weekend, and Will Manso is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Will Manso, sports anchor and reporter at Local 10 here in Miami. I will start with uh, a very simple question, yet it is a question that Crowder and Solana and I and every guest this week has struggled to give a definitive answer that, you know, we've given in games past this season, which is, do you expect the Dolphins to win on Sunday night? Yes, I do. And I feel like I'm alone in that take. I, I, I was at camp yesterday, and, you know, when we're waiting for players and locker room availability to open, the media is sitting there, we're talking, and we're gossiping, and we're, you know, giving our take on things. And I feel like everyone thinks the Dolphins are going to lose. And I know that on social media, things tend to be t- negative, so I don't really take much, you know, I don't put much judgment or weight into that because fans just get angry and they're frustrated with maybe some of the play or the history of the, of the franchise. But to me, they're in, great, in a great spot. I know they have injuries, but they've got everything right in front of them at home in prime time. And the most important player that cannot be injured is not injured. He's healthy and he's playing, and that's your quarterback all 17 games. So I think they are going to win Sunday night. Uh, it's kind of kind of diminishing the injury situation, though, when you go, eh, they have a few injuries. I mean, they, they really are banged up. We know Xavier Howard's not going to play. Obviously, Jalen Phillips out for the season, Bradley Chubb, uh, Connor Williams, and then, you know, Tyreek Hill we saw in the walking boot this week and Raheem Mostert missed last week. And, like, they are really banged up yeah. well. They are, and look, and other teams are as well, and other teams have issue, and a big part of having success in the NFL at this time of the year is to try to be your healthiest and playing your best in the playoffs. And obviously the Dolphins have a challenge given the injuries, but they're getting Robert Hunt back on the line. That's going to help. He's missed the last month or so. Tyreek looks like he is going to play. I look at Devon Achan, and you know, while Mostert is still up in the year, Achan certainly wasn't the issue that you lost last year or last week against Baltimore. I mean, he ran the ball well. There are still pieces in the formula there for them to have success. And I think with Josh Allen, it, it always goes back to the same thing with Allen. I mean, he, he's bound to make a mistake at some point. But the key with him is you can't let him beat you with his feet, and you can't let him just get out of the pocket. If they can find a way to contain him in the pocket, force him into trying to make a mistake, force things in. Jalen Ramsey makes a big play. Someone makes a – Christian Wilkins makes a big play. Sealer. They have enough guys, in my opinion, that they could disrupt him and run the football to avoid mistakes and win the game at home. But, Will, wouldn't it? Like, the, the Ravens did it. They never went at Jalen Ramsey. They picked on other people. They went at the linebackers. They went at the safeties. Yeah. They went at everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, Cater Kohu, Eli Apple are going to have to make plays in this game. That's my fear of what Buffalo saw last week. Yeah, and I think it's a legitimate fear, Channing. I think because we just saw it, 
a week ago. You know, we saw, granted, I think Baltimore's a better team than Buffalo. I think they have more weapons. I think Lamar's grasp right now, the way he's playing at the level, and Josh Allen's having a big season, but obviously he turns the ball over a lot. Uh, his passing hasn't really been that good the last month or so. His running has. I mean, he's got, what, 16 rushing touchdowns, whatever it is in that range. But I think with him, you know he's bound to make that mistake more so than Lamar. Lamar's going to be the MVP for a reason. I think he showed it last week. Could Josh Allen do that to the Dolphins this week? Absolutely. I mean, if you don't pressure him to the point of making him make mistakes, again, in the pocket, if he starts rolling out or running around or going crazy, you're going to be in trouble. We've seen him kill the Dolphins before, even before he became a star player. So I'm not trying to diminish what the Bills can do. And in in no way am I saying the Bills can't go in there and win. Obviously they can. They're a favorite. They've won four in a row. They are playing better football overall as a team. I just don't see that this doom is gloom that the Dolphins are toast and they can't beat Buffalo. I, I just don't see that. How about this? Give a letter grade. There's one regular season game left for the Dolphins. Give a letter grade to Mike McDaniel, Vic Fangio, and Tua for the season. I mean, I think, I think I'd give a, a B for McDaniel. I'd give a B-plus for Tua, and I'd probably give a C for Fangio. Um I think two has been phenomenal. I think he's made some mistakes, obviously, but I think for the most part, he has shown a real grasp of this offense through the changes of the offensive line and the ups and downs and the backfield and the receivers and the weapons. And everybody says, oh, he's got so many weapons. Well, they haven't all been there. And the protection has been good throughout with the mixing and matching of the lineups, but still that's not easy for a quarterback. McDaniel, I only give him a B because I just feel there are still some issues within his game in decisions within the game as far as, you know, whether going for it, uh, the the time management, the decisions in certain in moments that I think still are things he has to prove, especially in big games like this. Uh, you know, losing a 14-point lead in that Tennessee game could end up being a killer. And that, when you look at Fangio and with the defense, you know, giving up those points late and the mistakes they've made throughout, never really finding a rhythm defensively. There was like a month stretch where it looked like the defense was turning the corner and we were all saying, okay, this team's kind of coming together. And then all of a sudden, whether injuries or, or poor play, whatever you want to say, it is still in the defensive coordinator's scheme something together to find a way, and it hasn't been working. Certainly wasn't working last week for the Dolphins' defense. And, Will, do they pull out everything? Like, do, do you treat this like week one of the playoffs? Because we've talked about it all week. If they lose, they play Kansas City, they're the sixth seed. If they win, they're the two seed, and it's a number of, you know, a bunch of things that can happen, whoever they play, but they're playing mm-hmm. at home. Buffalo either makes the playoff or doesn't make the playoff. So this is really yeah. the first week of the playoffs for Buffalo. Do, does Mike McDaniel, I thought about it, speaking of like coaching decisions, mm-hmm. you pull out all the stops. You use anything you have. Any of those plays that you were sitting up at 3 in the morning, you know, messing with your baby and drew up, you drew up in the playroom, <laughs> do you pull out all the stops this game? I think you have to. I think you have to treat this almost like a playoff game in a sense. Look, the reality is this. The Dolphins – it is such an extreme. The only thing that would be more extreme is if you lose and don't make the playoffs. We know the Dolphins are in. But we also know, guys, that if the Dolphins make the playoffs as a wild card, the chances of them winning three games on the road to get to the Super Bowl are slim to none. I mean, it's happened. Sure, teams make runs like that. But, again, those are teams that enter maybe playing their best and healthiest, and we know the Dolphins are not in that position right now. The Dolphins need to be at home in the playoffs. And if you get the two seed, which is find a way to win Sunday, you have – two games at home in the playoffs, given if you could win that first one. And we're going to learn a lot tomorrow with the Steelers result as far as whether Buffalo is going to need that game. You know, there are, there are results 
Like if the Steelers lose tomorrow, it changes things a little bit as far as from Buffalo's perspective of getting in. And then, then after that, then you've got Jacksonville's result and all these other results going on. So by Sunday night, we'll have a better idea of what this really means for Buffalo. But we already know what it means for the Dolphins. You get the two seed, and it changes everything. If you could get Raheem back, if Waddle can be closer to 100% next week, if you get uh, X back, if you get these guys back and you're at home for two weeks, if you can win that first one, all of a sudden you're looking at a team that could really be in position to play for an AFC championship. But if you don't win this game, none of that matters, Channing. So I think you've got to treat it as a playoff game, as an end-of-season game, because the reality is if they don't win this game – I don't see them getting very far in the playoffs. When you say you don't see them getting very far, if they are matched up in Kansas City week one, do you think they can win that game? I think with healthy bodies back, yeah, I think they can. I, I think we've all seen that Casey's not the KC they've been in the past. Now, going into Kansas City and winning the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes' track record at home in the playoffs, look, it's not easy. Uh, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's okay. If they lose, they're going to win in KC. No, I, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. You would hope they're healthier. You would hope they don't have any more injuries this game that would even set them back more. But that's not the position you want to be in. It's just not the formula. Again, teams have done it. Sure, we see it every year. Teams make runs on the road and have opportunities, but that's not the formula. And for a team that just a few weeks ago was on top of the world and seemed like a legit Super Bowl contender, the thought of going to Kansas City week one of the playoffs just isn't something you want to deal with right now. Could they win? Sure. Is it is that the position you want to be in? Absolutely not. And, Will, speaking of injuries, I think this is – I've come around. I've asked a bunch of people this because, you know, I came out and said I think they should have pulled Tua, Bradley Chubb, Pretty much anybody yeah. over five or six years when you're down by 30. Do you think that was a mistake, leaving Bradley Chubb? And even um yesterday, I think Josh Appel said, he was like, this is revisionist history because if Bradley didn't get hurt, it's fine. But I just, I look at it as, man, fold up the tents, say, hey, we mm -hmm. lost this game, you're down by 30, and take out the older starters for sure. Yeah, and I think, look, I think McDaniel pretty much admitted that this week in hindsight. But it is one of those things that in the rhythm of the game, you're kind of sitting there coaching and, and something happens, a quick turnover, you bring a guy out. I don't know if in that moment you're thinking that way because the reality is this, and you know this, and any former player, anybody who's played the game and how violent it is, that injury could have easily happened at any point of the game. And look at X, perfect example. X got hurt early in the game. Now you don't have him to the playoffs. If X had gotten hurt in that fourth quarter, everybody's blaming McDaniel the same way. You see what I mean? So it's like injuries happen. Could he have pulled it? Should he have pulled it? Absolutely. I think in hindsight. But I'll be honest with you, as that game was progressing, I wasn't sitting there looking at, oh, my gosh. Two is the one who stands out because he's the quarterback and because it's the obvious one, the guy with the ball in his hands. You don't want him taking hits, needless hits like that. The Chubb injury, non-contact, I mean, that could have happened at any point. It stinks that it happened in a 30-point game when the game was decided already. But I'm not going to crucify McDaniel for that just because, it, unfortunately, it's part of the game. Will Manso, you watch him uh, on Local 10. You see him on the Heat broadcasts as well on Bally Sports Sun. And the Heat, just to transition there for a brief minute, um, can we buy into the Heat? You know, like they're, what are they, still fourth in the East, I guess? I mean, yeah. do we do we believe the, do we believe the seedings in the East right now are legit? Celtics, Bucks, Sixers, and then Miami. And then I, it was something I said yesterday. I think Clay was on with us yesterday, and I said, you know, we kind of had this mantra that the regular season doesn't matter, but now they kind of look pretty good. So maybe the regular season yeah. does matter. 
I, I think they look the change from last year to this year, as aside from personnel and you know obviously having high man the, the, how incredible he's been and getting a little bit more of a role for H and, and getting Jay Rich and some of the things that they've added. I think the the reality is is the reality check of last year that they don't want to be in that position again where they're fighting for their playoff lives in April, barely squeaking into the playoffs. That formula is not going to work. I mean, it was great last year, but you can't do that again. So I think that the the Heat overall, you know, from a player perspective, realize like, look, we we have to treat the regular season a little bit more seriously. Like, yeah, you're going to have guys that are banged up, and Jimmy's out now, and other guys have been in and out, and Caleb's been out, Tyler missed time, Bam missed time, but you can't just say, okay, let's coast our way in. So I think this is a legitimately good team. I think if I had to stack them before the season when we discussed this, and, and it hasn't changed one bit, I still think, you know, obviously Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Miami, those are the teams. But I think the playoff history has shown under Jimmy Butler in his time in Miami that they're a dangerous team if they're playing at their best in the playoffs and if Jimmy's healthy. So the focus has to be, be in position to, you know, be a four or five seed, have a position to, you know, to, to go in with some sort of momentum in the playoffs and have Jimmy Butler playing his best basketball, and I like the chances. And when you've got Jaime playing at the level he's playing, which I think we could all agree is sort of unexpected, it's, it's, it's one of those things. We'll see how the trade and buyout market plays out. But to me, this is still one of the best teams in the East, and they're a team that I think other teams don't want to see in the playoffs if they're at full health. And Will, you brought up Jaime. I'm gonna say his name slow because I mess it up all the time. Jaime Jaquez Jr. Very good. So now we're going triple J. Yep. The rest of this question: Does he <laughs> really have a chance? Because he won what? He won um, December December Rookie of the Month, uh, yeah. November Rookie of the Month. He's had back to back Rookie yeah. of the Month. And yeah. then, but you have Chet Holmgren. You have, and I swear, so this is my this is my argument, Will. This damn Webinyama is going to win Rookie of the Year because he's just Webinyama because he looks like an alien because he's big as hell and everybody sees him on ESPN every night. Does Triple J really have a chance to win Rookie of the Year? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Does he have a chance? Yeah. Do I think he is? No. And I think for two reasons. First of all, you mentioned Chad. Chad Holmes was phenomenal statistically, and his team is playing really well. So, you know, you look at the impact that he's made coming back from that injury last year, not playing at all. I mean, he's just incredible. I mean, I would say he's probably the, the front runner. But I think Jaime, because of the success he's having, the role he's playing, I mean, he's leading the team in minutes. I mean, he's played every game. He's closing out fourth quarters. He's defending LeBron James one-on-one and posting him up. I mean, he's he has been incredible. I think when Benyama, the thing about when Benyama that's wild is watching that game last night is that there is so much hype around him and it's hard to live up to it. But I think if you just peel back and look at his stats, I mean, he's averaging 19 and 11 with three blocks. He just turned 20 years old. Now, he's on a horrendous basketball team that has, what, five wins. I don't know how much that plays a role if it really does. I think those are the three I would say Jaime's probably number three on that list as far as the possibilities. 
just given that he plays on a team with so much balance and he's not the focal point, and those other guys are going to have the ball in their hands a lot, probably putting up 25, 30-point nights as the season goes on, where Jaime is going to continue to do what he does, which is everything. I mean, defend, facilitate, shoot, score, post up. I mean, he's been great. I don't think the Heat really care too much, and neither does he about the award stuff. But the fact that we're having this discussion as the, what, 18th pick in the draft, being mentioned with those two guys who were the front runners for Rookie of the Year is pretty incredible. Well, I care because I have Triple J, a future Rookie of the Year <laughs> at plus three thousand, and I'm God. counting. I'm counting I knew that on. Was a, that was a hook there. I'm counting on Wemby uh, not to be able to play sixty five oh. games and and maybe Holmgren having some sort of uh, all stretches. All it's possible. all it's all possible. I'm going gonna, gonna to pull the curtain back here. So Solana wanted to ask a question next, and I waved him off. I said, we don't have time, which we really don't. What? Um, but he wanted to ask you a question to get audio for preheat tonight. Like, he, spe- he has a specific <laughs> question. I waved him off because I said, we don't have any oh, time because we're coming up at the, at the top of the hour. But I wanted to ask you another question, which is because Crowder mentioned aliens. Do you think aliens invaded Bayside the other night? I mean, listen, as someone who spends a lot of time around Bayside of the arena, I think aliens have been at Bayside for many years. So I, don't, I, don't, I mean, that police presence good. was pretty wild, right? Do you think there's any truth to the uh, the notion that there were 10-foot aliens walking around Bayside and perhaps getting uh, shrimp parmesan at Bubba Gump? If there were, let's just put it this way, then I would hope that Andy – Ellisburg and Adam Simon were there scouting and they signed them over to the heat size in the front court. That's all I got to say. That is actually funny. You know what? I, I, I've maintained this like back in the, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. You'd think that if aliens showed up, it would change mankind. We would say we're not alone in the universe and it would be like, oh, you know, the angels singing and you figure out, OK, what is the meaning of life? I think now, in 2024, everybody's just so over everything that it would immediately become who can sign these aliens to a sponsorship deal yes. of basketball. Yes. Like, Two nothing ways. changes, right? Nothing nothing, nothing yeah. would change in our society. If there really were aliens walking around Bayside, nothing would change. We would all go to work. We wouldn't have any different ideas about politics and world uh, harmony. Like, we would just go, what what? Do the aliens offer me? Exactly. How can yeah. we get the most of these aliens? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I All right. I don't know if that was an upbeat way to end the show, but uh, or end the uh, the segment. Well, you, you killed Solana's. You killed Solana's. Go ahead, Solana. What do you need for tonight? And answer oh, in a forty. Terrible. Answer in a forty-five second sound clip. Uh, Will. Seconds. Go. That's a lot of pressure. No, Will, I mean, you, you were talking about the Heat being good in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler being good in the playoffs. I'm with you, but at what point, because it looks like Jimmy's going to miss some uh, some more time here, at what point do you become concerned that the trio of Jimmy, Bam, and Hero haven't played, what, seven and a half games together? Like, at mm-hmm. what point do we become concerned about that going to the playoffs? Post-All-Star break. I think after the All-Star break, if you're not seeing some continuity with those guys, I would – I don't know if concern or worry, because, again, with Jimmy, with Jimmy, the only worry is if anything lingers, if any of the injuries are lingering, which to this point, look, the toe rotation that he's got now, the calf issue he had recently, none of that seems like it's long-term. So I think it's more of a maintenance, get him playing his best, you know, soon and feeling his best. But I think by the second half of the season, whatever the Heat do in the, you know, the, in the deadline and in the buyout market, I think you need those guys playing and playing consistently going into the playoffs. 
But even then, as long as they're healthy, they'll figure it out. Last year, first game of the playoffs, Tyler goes out. It's doom and gloom. Oh, my goodness, it's over. And they still made a run to the finals. So I think this team has, has got enough leadership led by Jimmy that if they're healthy, they'll find a way. You just got to maintain them and keep them that way. Will, do you spank your kids? No, I, I don't. No, of course not. I don't. What? My, my, no, but by the way, I was spanked as a kid. I was, and I don't, you know, I, I just somewhere turned the corner where I said I wouldn't. But let me tell you something. Even my teenagers, sometimes I feel like it, that's for sure. Sometimes I get the urge. <laughs> they they I'm test me to, I'm look, which way. I'm looking for an ally here, Will. I thought you were my You're guy. You're not going to but... find an ally in 2024 oh, to spank your kids. I was spanked We call it well. pow-pow. We call it pow-pow, Will. That sounds more pleasant, a little pow-pow. Yeah, well. Pow-pow, yeah. It, so the levels of spanking, yeah. that's true. A pow-pow or, you know, a, a spanking, that's where it, do a better job. Uh, do a better job parenting, Crowder. Maybe, maybe just. Oh, do, I, I do yeah. a good job. No, no, Crowder. I'm sure so. you do a fine job. I Crowder, see Crowder's it. a great dad. They just don't. They don't want to listen to us. Kids we're, are a little out of control. About. I don't know if you spend a lot yeah. of time Thank with you. kids. You know how you. You know how you tighten them up, Hawk, with a pow pow. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you missed Will Manso's answer to Solana's question, you will hear it tonight at 7:49 p.m. <laughs> on yes. preheat, and then Solana yes. will have Tommy Tig comment on it after that. I'm on Tommy's show tomorrow, too, so there's another segue. You can hear it again. There you go. (laughs) Will Manso from Local 10, Valley Sports Sun. Thanks, Will. Anytime, guys. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 